A wise man, a Stoic philosopher, a sage. We've come a long way from the building blocks of Stoic philosophy during Roman times, and the once called lovers of wisdom has diminished from being a way of life to just an understanding of book knowledge and concepts. Join me on this journey as we build an already existing version of ourselves to create our own mentors who have the virtues we admire to keep us accountable and stay true to a future version of ourselves. This is the Stoic Sage. It is a rough road that leads to the heights of greatness. Seneca the Younger. Welcome to the Stoic Sage series, Stoic Dive. In this series, I go into Reddit communities and take a dive into r slash stoicism and r slash philosophy to share and apply stoic thoughts on modern everyday topics. Hope you enjoy. Hello, fellow sages. Welcome. Today I have three topics today, or three posts to go over. And the first one is titled, Epictetus said, never depend on the admiration of others. How do I live this? And this is posted by Spiky Slugger. He goes into detail saying, never depend on the admiration of others. Epictetus said this somewhere. It's part of a longer quote, but that's at the bottom for reference. Stoicism hasn't been an easy path for me, but I read a new quote every day. I reflect on it and try to make sense of how I can incorporate it into my life. This one is especially difficult for me, however, as I'm not sure how I can just stop caring what people think. What's the path here? What am I missing? Is this a fake it till you make it type of thing? Or just try not to think about others' uh, perception of you? Is there any advice or insight you guys can provide? Anything is appreciated. Thanks, fellow Stoics. Well, spiky slugger, Stoicism is not that easy, like many things in life. And uh, the goal really is to control the things of which are only within our control, right? I can admit that when I was younger, I was very impressionable. I craved the praise from my managers, uh, from my lover, or collective groups of people. It doesn't make it easier that we kind of live in a time where emotions are used against us and a to gain a sort of standard. Freedom of thought, though. I mean, freedom to make and argue for your own thoughts. It's sort of taboo nowadays, it seems. I mean, ask yourself, when was the last time you had an original thought? Right? Without agreeing with what you saw. Don't just read something or listen to what somebody is saying and agree with it and think that that was your own thought. Like, no. Form your own thought. What is that statement? And then what is your thought from that statement? I mean, this agreeableness is kind of what I'm trying to refer to. That we kind of crave praise. That's uh, it's, it's an innate desire to show that we are doing a good job. You know, it's external confirmation. And when you're young, that's normal. But there's a time where you have to grow out of it. And this is what Epictetus is referring to, right? Because, I mean, you're not going to tell a five-year-old, don't depend on the admiration of others. I mean, 
positive reinforcement is absolutely necessary <laughs> for children. But when you're older, you shouldn't depend on it because it it kind of it makes you lose your own freedom, right? Because you need the freedom of your own thoughts. And that's what I was referring to, your freedom of thought, freedom to make and argue your own thoughts. I mean, if you are just agreeing with people, agreeing with what you saw and what you heard, not forming an original thought, essentially, uh, lack of a better term, or the way the Stoics would say, you were a slave. You were a slave to what that person is trying to tell you. Right? But this is a, again, it's sort of a learned thought process. And it makes it so that we are looking for admiration from others. And, and for some reason you should, or, or you would be shamed in modern day if you think otherwise. I mean, we live in a heavily politicized world right now. And I can tell you right now, this is a problem. Whereas, where is the diversity of thought? Why are we not ex more accepting of that kind of thing? We should all have different thought processes. But much like Epictetus said, there is no strength in the admiration of others. But why is this? Because the reality is, you are unique. You live your own life. You should think by yourself with no interruption of, of external things. Therefore, you make decisions based on you and you alone. If it's always the individual, why then would you allow anything external to warp the reality you are creating? I mean, it was Epictetus that said it takes a wiser person to fancy a thought without having to agree with it. Now, why is this little statement important? Well, it's important because in, in modern day, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's happened throughout the centuries too, but your boss does this, you know. Um, if they want you to work harder, put in more effort, they're going to give you more admiration. They're going to uh, tell you to do this, tell you to do that. Your friends will do this. Your family will do this. The point being, how do you know if they're not manipulating you? That's why there's no strength in seeking and depending on admiration. Because then you're, you're only working off of them, you know? you By constantly seeking admiration, you will only allow yourself to think one way and that's their way, right? So whoever you're seeking the admiration for, I mean, that's where the freedom of thought comes in. You are essentially being a slave to their thoughts, to the way that they want you to think that or could possibly be. That's why there's no strength and and seeking admiration you are the master of your own destiny you should admire who you are and who you want to be that's really what you should be striving for so no it's not a fake it till you make it i would say it's it's more of a make sure you know who you're seeking admiration from it feels nice you know but don't depend on it that's the key thing you can accept admiration, but don't depend on it. That's the distinction that this quote is making. And the full quote goes, Never depend on the admiration of others. There is no strength in it. Personal merit cannot be derived from an external source. It is not to be found in, in your personal associations, nor can it be found in the regard of other people. It is, in, 
it is a fact of life that other people, even people who, who love you, will not necessarily agree with your ideas, understand you, or share your enthusiasms. Grow up. Who cares what other people think about you? Yeah, and I, I couldn't have said it better myself. He said it perfectly. <laughs> Depend on yourself. I mean, if you are um, a gym goer, for example, you're not going to care what somebody says about you. If, if, um, if uh, they tell you you need to get bigger, you need to eat this, you need to do this, you need to slim down here. Like, no, what the heck? It's your journey. Don't care about what other people think. That's the, that's the main thing. And, and, and where it goes to, um, you know, other people may not agree with you. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you would only be bending over for their way of thought. It wouldn't be a freedom of thought at that point. You have to have, have to develop an original thought for yourself. And that's where that personal merit comes in. Because when you start being, when you start succeeding in the ways that you want to, based on your own thought process, that fruit is so much sweeter. And that's what that quote really uh, stands for. All right, so this next one is titled Death, and it's written by Pillow Hands. Such a cool name, Pillow Hands. <laughs> so it uh, goes into detail saying, I've read this sub from afar and have read most recommended readings, but how does one handle death of a loved one? I usually live in a fairly stoic lifestyle, but a very close loved one passed away, and this has since caused me confusion. All right, well, I'm very sorry for your lost pillow hands. Uh, this year has been very tough for my family as well. 2020 uh, death visited many family members all around the world, and the thing is, he smiled at us too, the living. But there's only one thing that we can do, and that is smile back. I mean, death is an old friend. That's what the Stoics teach us. The person you were as a child no longer exists. You experienced the death of your childhood. The person you were last year is no longer existing. You experienced a death of your former self. When we encounter our final death, it should be met as meeting up with an old friend. We should not be a stranger to him or her. We are not immortal. And to act as though we are, as we are, will only cause us more suffering. What do I, I mean, what, what do I mean by that? I know you probably don't act like you're immortal. But then why do we act so surprised when death comes to greet you or a loved one? Sure, it can come as a surprise at times, and, and you know, it's, it's obviously saddening when somebody passes, but by thinking that way, you are subconsciously denying your fate by dreading it, right? When you shouldn't dread it, whether it comes to you early or late, it doesn't matter. It's going to come. This, then, will only cause you more suffering if you are denying your fate or dreading it or hoping it won't happen or... or you know, praying that it doesn't happen. No, it will. And how we prepare ourselves emotionally for this moment, whether it be early or late, is what will protect us 
And the, the Stoics argue that the best way to deal with a loss is to not attach yourself to this person in such a way that you are bound so emotionally, but instead to bond with the human experience that you have with this person. For example, a, a thought process might be that it is not that you love this person and am hurt that they are gone, but that you love the touch or embrace that this person, that this human gave you. Because friendships die. Lovers will pass. Family will pass. Instead of that particular attachment, it is the human experience you gained from that person. A simpler example would be the love of your favorite cup and it broke. Don't be sad that your favorite cup broke. It is this style and color that you liked about this cup. The attachment is what it made you feel for it, not the thing itself. There are more cups just like it. Go to the store, you'll find the same one. This, is, uh, this isn't to say that humans are replaceable, and this, isn't, and this argument may sound very cold, and believe me, when I, uh, I, I read Marcus Aurelius actually didn't like this particular teaching. But at the end of the day, it helps us better control our emotions and not become so destroyed by the loss. And this is what Marcus agreed with. So, protecting yourself in such a way that, again, you don't become destroyed. So, not necessarily detaching yourself, but understanding the human factor of when you enter that relationship. Whether it be friends, knowing that somebody is human within your family, those kinds of things will protect you. That's how you cope with that kind of thing. I mean, you have to understand the reality of many relationships. Friendships, for example, when I said that they can die, I mean, the reality is you can't control your friend's actions. They may betray you. They may hurt you. They may be mean to you. They may do many things to you. If you walk into a friendship understanding that that is the reality of having a relationship with somebody alongside the great activities that you can have with that person, when you understand the reality of it, when something does go wrong in that friendship, you can kind of take a step back and think, well, I knew what I was getting myself into when I made a bond with this person. I had great activities with them. I shared many great experiences with them. But hey, the reality of the relationship is that I have to see and understand that there will be a negative aspect to it that may or may not occur. And the same thing with uh, family. When we're young, we think that our parents are superheroes and they'll live forever. But as we get older, we have to remember that they are human. They will make mistakes too. There's a good and there's a bad side to that individual who raised you and knowing that the negative side is also that they will that they are older than us and therefore they will pass so creating a bond with them in the sense of having the human experience with them and then understanding that that is the reality the other side of it will help you move forward and i have another podcast on this topic called 
The Beauty of Death, where I go into greater details. So definitely feel free to check that one out. So moving on to the final Reddit post. It's titled, Do You Accept Your Emotions or Let Them Go? And this is posted by Galexis. And the body of the message goes, I've seen a lot of advice on how to deal with emotions and in my head, I have distinguished two main methods most people use. One, let go of your emotions and recognize them as merely response to information. And two, accept that you have these emotions and let yourself feel them until they fade. Both of these methods seem to work, but I never really understand or understood how to use the first method. I can't just let it go. I get that these emotions are responses that I don't necessarily need to use or act on, but I could not simply let go of my sadness or anger because I knew the reasons I felt those emotions. So then I used the second method. The And boy, does this work. Letting myself be angry, sad, or anxious um, made the point drop out of the emotions. I used to think, oh, I'm upset, so now something must be done to resolve these emotions. And then those emotions would stay for however long the problem persisted. You can see the issue here. But with acceptance, I said to myself, oh, you're upset? Well, let yourself be upset. You can feel upset, but it won't solve anything. And literally in seconds, those emotions vanished because my brain didn't get the satisfaction of throwing a tantrum and enjoying feeling like shit because the logic just short-circuited that behavior. Do you guys use acceptance or letting go or any other method? Why? Or are they just simply the same thing rephrased? Oh, this is a good question, actually. I like this one. At the end of the day, I would say that Stoicism teaches us to be in control of our emotions. There are good ways to deal with these and then there are better ways to deal with these. Some people have their own way and other people have another way. The two you listed are, I would think, one and the same. You should accept that your emotions, that these emotions you have, um, since they're according to our nature, let yourself feel them. We're not rocks. But the letting go part, it's better to recognize and then let go. Recognizing should be first, in my opinion, since it deals with the understanding of where these emotions are coming from. Knowing that they are within your control, that we should then moderate how far we allow them to go and then let go by reacting accordingly within reason. But this is an interesting one. I mean, again, as long as you don't let these emotions control you, that's the most important thing. And you have to remember, you know, the Stoics were always stereotyped with not feeling emotions. So let yourself feel. My favorite story is uh, Seneca when he was on a ship. And I think I've said this already in the podcast before, but... Uh, Seneca was on a ship and a storm rolled in and the ship started going crazy and he uh, flipped out. He freaked out. He was so terrified. He didn't know how to control himself. He thought he was going to die. 
crying out to Zeus, you know, praying for his life. And then the storm passed. And then he was fine. And everybody laughed at him on the ship because, oh, aren't you a great stoic? Ha ha ha, you know. And he reasoned that your initial emotions are within nature. So allow yourself to feel them. But it is afterwards where you have to reason with yourself and act accordingly. That is the most important thing. I think I've used this example before too, but if you encounter a lion, I mean, obviously don't don't like freak out so much that it attacks you, but you are going to get scared. You are going to freak out, you know? And that's okay. That's within reason. But... Uh, that's within nature. But then afterwards, use reason and logic to make sure that the emotions don't control you. And that's that's where the letting go uh, portion comes in. So that's what I would say. But these were great posts today. I'm really excited to continue this series. And I really hope you guys uh, enjoyed today's podcast. So until next time, I'll catch you guys later. Um, Stay so, guys.